Running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. We are back, running up the score. First episode of the 2021 NFL season. Let's go. Couldn't be happier to get the season underway Thursday night. First game of the season, Tampa Bay raising the banner, taking on America's team with Dak back from a pretty scary injury last year. Basically everything we could have ever asked for, for when it comes to opening up this season. I'm excited. If you're not, you might want to check your pulse because you're dead, basically. This is it. 2021 season is here. Thursday night. Cannot wait. Let's see who holds up the trophy this year. We got a lot of teams that are in that running, at least through the offseason. But we'll first start off. Obviously, we did not get to do really anything over the offseason when it comes to doing the podcast between me and Kevin. Obviously, Kevin's not here right now. Um, Hopefully, he will be the rest of the season. This is just a a hiccup here. But both of us have had a pretty hectic offseason. You know, obviously, everybody's had a a hectic offseason year and a half, two years, close to, uh, when it comes to COVID, but added to that for us, you know, I'll let him when he, when he comes back, uh, let everybody know what he had going on. But for myself, I mean, between everything, um, I got married, um, I bought a house six days later. So obviously you're, you're, uh, you can't really see it, but I'm in a new studio basically and uh i'm excited this is a a whole new chapter of you know my life with everything basically but uh, a whole new chapter for running up the score because you know we're we're starting to get uh a little bit more of a normalcy i guess you know it's not uh my bedroom (laughs) you know from the last couple of years between running up the score and tom and jerry sports show so uh, that's really been it, you know, between uh, the wedding, the the house, uh, I had a, uh, a thing with my job where I had to take a test. I ended up passing that. So this is, uh, I'm full force now in running up the score. I'm full force into this NFL season. I'm so excited uh, for this season. Uh, obviously coming from a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm excited about, Everything when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, mainly because of Dak coming back. You know, the the contract is in the back. You know that that's that's long gone now. Uh, you know, drafting Micah Parsons, I think he's going to be an absolute stud. You know, this year and the rest of his career, I think he he has the tools to be a very very good linebacker, and hopefully a great linebacker. But in terms of the Dallas Cowboys, they they made some changes. Dan Quinn is now the defensive coordinator. 
We'll see how much that changes. I mean, the Cowboys defense cannot get any worse. It can only get better from here. So that's going to be interesting to watch, to see. But before we get into, you know, me just ranting about the Cowboys, obviously we have Thursday night football, Cowboys, Patriots to open up the season. The Patriots won the Super Bowl last year. They're looking to repeat, and that would be the first time a team has repeated the the Super Bowl since the 03-04 New England Patriots when Tom Brady did it again. Um, This is the longest stretch the NFL has had in its history without a repeat Super Bowl champion. So this is a, a streak that's, you know, Going to be interesting to watch when it comes to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is really bringing back the same team. You know, they're they're exactly the same team. And this year is going to be different when it comes to the NFL in terms of vaccinations. And this is, this is something that I'm not going to bring up the rest of the season. This is uh, unless something happens where it just ends up being ridiculous. But... Um, I, I, the whole vaccination thing when it comes to the NFL, it's just, it's, it's stupid to me. And, and for people that, you know, put, you know, flack on players that don't want to get in, uh, vaccinated, uh, especially, you know, Cole Beasley has made headlines with his, uh, Carson Wentz is one of them. You know, guys like that, you know, even I saw Darius Leonard, he came out and, and spoke about it. You know, it, it shouldn't be, you know, a, a forced thing. And it's really not right now, but they're trying to make it so that, you know, teams get punished and players get punished for not being vaccinated. And I, I don't think it's right. So, uh, you know, that's just how I feel on that. I, I don't know how this is going to play out the whole rest of the season. It'll be interesting to see how it does play out, you know, and there's different guidelines when it comes to vaccinated players and unvaccinated players with these teams. And, you know, it's going to be a a wild ride. I I think we had a pretty successful season last year. I don't know why this is becoming a, a, you know, an issue again. Uh, We'll have finally stadiums will be, you know, packed. Uh, We're excited to see that. I mean, if you're not excited to see fans in the stands, it's going to be, you know, last year was different. You know, last year, teams were able to go into, you know, an away stadium and basically have no issues because when there were fans, you'd go into there and you'd have to, you know, basically game plan to deal with the sound and trying to get your plays off uh, and your, your, your counts and all of that. So we get that back you know there will be there will be a a home field advantage finally that kind of feel so you know that's exciting for for most teams because there were teams that did have fans last year and it did make a difference but now we'll have mainly every team i think every team will have full stadiums so i'm excited for that now when it comes to repeating you know as i said with with tom brady you know, he's still got a solid team. You know, nothing's changed. That defense is still, you know, a, a quarterback nightmare. Um, 
you know, Tom Brady is is still a nightmare until proven he's not to be, <laughs> you know. Uh, Gronkowski's still there. You know, that whole offense is basically still there. You know, and it's 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 going to be interesting to see when it comes to Tom Brady, you know, what Tom Brady are we going to get this year? Are we going to get the Tom Brady that we've, you know, seen his whole career or are we going to get a weathered, you know, aged Tom Brady? And the guy is well into his 40s, so it you know, really nothing shown any kind of age, you know, and that's the scary thing when it does come to to Tom Brady, but you know, the the headlines going through this whole season that, you know, it's going to be so exciting to watch play out. I mean, you have to bring up the rookie quarterbacks. You have to bring, you know, Trevor Lawrence up, Zach Wilson, uh, Justin Fields. You know, when does Justin Fields hit the field? I, I mean, to me, Justin Fields will probably be in at least week three. I, I, I'm going to say it right now. Week three, we see Justin Fields in for the Chicago Bears. Trust me, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I've seen a lot of Andy Dalton, a lot more than I wanted to last year. Uh, going into that season, I thought, you know, he's the best backup that any team has in, in the NFL right now because he's a guy that did it. He was a guy that started, you know, in the league. He has the experience and, you know, for a team that the Cowboys had already, I thought, you know, if anything were to happen to Dak, it shouldn't be an issue. It, you know, yeah, obviously there is a big jump from Dak to to Andy Dalton, but with the team around him, I thought they they would have been able to to weather the storm. And when it came to Dak going down and then Andy Dalton stepping in, there was too many injuries all over the field. You know, Andy Dalton coming in with a fully healthy team other than Dak, then I'd say, all right, this is, you know, he has no excuse. But with the injuries, COVID, you know, all of that, you know, you have basically, he didn't have an offensive line. I, I mean, the the amount of games that Tyron Smith played, Lyle Collins didn't even play, you know, Zach Martin missed half the season. It's just, and then, you know, you lose Travis Frederick, you know, before the season with retirement, it was, it was doomed from the beginning. So, you know, I saw a lot of Andy Dalton and do I think he's going to, to be the answer in Chicago? No. And I think you're going to see Justin Fields pretty quickly when it comes to the bears. And that's the one guy that I am keeping an eye on because I, I like Justin Fields. I liked him coming out of the se- uh, the draft. I thought he should have been drafted higher. I also thought he was going to go to the new England Patriots. And if we, we would have saw Justin Fields go to the new England Patriots, we probably would have saw another, you know, juggernaut in the AFC East, you know, when it comes to the Patriots and they've been a juggernaut for 20 years now. So, you know, the fact that they didn't end up getting Justin Fields was a difference there. But th- when we're, we're talking about the Patriots, we might as well talk about another rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. Mac Jones gets drafted by the, the, uh, the Patriots. Cam Newton signs a, another one-year contract. So we were just expecting Cam Newton to start this season. After this season, it's Mac Jones time. That didn't happen. Uh, Cam Newton got released. Mac Jones is expected to start week one. And then there's more news coming out when it comes to him that 
they were talking about Mac Jones was teaching Cam Newton the playbook. And if that's true, that's kind of scary in terms of Cam Newton. Like, what what's going on here? Um, for a guy that, you know, he has fallen off a bit to where he was. Do I think he was a great quarterback to begin with? No. Do I think he was, you know, uh, a unique one? Yes. I mean, he had he's built like a tight end. He's, you know, as quick as a wide receiver and... You know, he could throw the ball as a quarterback. And, you know, he was he was dangerous on all facets of the game. But, you know, he, he got into his head too much. And last year, I thought he started off well. And then COVID hit him pretty hard. And he's even come out, you know, be, after the season ended. He was just basically talking about how, you know, he had issues when it... it you know, with the aftermath of COVID where, you know, they, they spoke about, you know, people having brain fog. And he said he was, that that was one of the things that he had. He said, you know, he was having trouble reading a defense when he went to the line. And also just, he was having trouble, you know, with the overall game. He, he couldn't slow it down basically. Um, and that was an issue, and it, it showed to be an issue for Cam Newton and the Patriots. And I guess it, it kind of overlapped into the offseason and the preseason. And, you know, when Bill Belichick decides to make a decision on, you know, something like that, he hasn't shown any reason to not believe in it. And if he believes in Mac Jones, you know, it's going to be fun to see because – Mac Jones did have it was one of the better uh, quarterbacks. I think he actually had the best numbers as a quarterback in the preseason. So that was um, that was telling uh, when it comes to you know rookie quarterbacks. Uh, you know, and you when you talk about these rookie quarterbacks, you have to look into the teams that they're drafted to. Okay, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he's a, he's a very very good quarterback. But he was drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, do we see them being, you know, all of a sudden a division winner in that division? Probably not. But does he make them a better team? Yes. Zach Wilson. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I think Zach Wilson's a a good quarterback as well. But, you know, he, the Jets, the Jets haven't shown me anything to think that you know, they decided to fine-tune a quarterback because it's never happened. I thought it was very idiotic, and I don't think I was able to talk about this on on the podcast because really there was no there's no way we didn't have any podcast uh, during the offseason. So I think I, I spoke about it on Twitter. I thought it was idiotic for the Jets to get rid of Sam Darnold. I don't think Sam Darnold was the issue when it came to the Jets. I think... The fact that they have no weapons was an issue. The fact that, you know, their defense was, you know, struggled. Their offensive line struggles. You know, I, I don't think Zach Wilson's going to step in with the Jets and turn them into a division winner also. Do I think he's going to have a good career? Uh, that's that's up in the air. Because, you know what? We thought that we were going to see a good, season, uh, a good career out of Sam Darnold. But it, it's the Jets. And the Jets haven't shown me anything. To think, all right, 
this is different. There's nothing that has changed when it comes to the Jets. Nothing. So, you know, you look at, and I'm actually, that's one of the games that I'm pretty pumped to watch. So I want to see Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold's going to have a great season with with Carolina. I and I think yeah, I think he's going to bust up the Jets week one. So it's going to be funny to see you know just these uh, the revenge games kind of um, happening, especially that one. I uh, that one I'm I'm very very excited to watch. But um, you know this is with the the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I spoke about Trevor Lawrence. I spoke about Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. I spoke about. I, I really, I really do like Justin Fields. But you know, going on to a previous rookie quarterback that ended up winning Rookie of the Year, Justin Herbert. This guy, I am so excited to watch this year. I think he's going to take another step, and for him to take another step, I, I mean, he had a great season last year. So for him to take another step, I mean, I, and, and you know what? It, it actually sucks because he's in a division with the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's hard uh, to pick the Los Angeles Chargers over the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think Justin Herbert is going to be something special. Really, something special this year, and um, you know he might even be in the MVP running. I mean, that's I, I'm I'm going far with that, but I, I I think he's gonna have that good of a season. I really do. You know, and this is the first season with the 17th game. You know, we'll have 18 weeks now. More football, gotta love it. Uh, players may not like it as much but that's going to be uh that's going to be fun to see too you know just having that extra game you know what teams have you know have would have killed to have an extra game you know in previous seasons they get that now you get that extra game and how is that going to affect teams how is that going to affect the game itself you know do teams actually use what the NBA uses in terms of, you know, basically game management, time management when it comes to to players. Do I think that happens? No, but it's a question to have. I mean, it it's something different. We've never seen a 17th game. So that's something to to look out for. That's something to to keep an eye on. 17 games. It's going to be exciting. Um and the main thing is, you know, last year we had so many injuries, so many injuries, and now we're finally getting to see these guys back. I mean, they put a list of players that got injured for the season last year, and you could have had an all-star team. You know, uh, guys like Dak Prescott coming back, Saquon Barkley coming back from an ACL, Joe Burrow coming back from an ACL, Devin Bush ACL. Christian McCaffrey ACL, Odell Beckham ACL, Derwin James meniscus, Nick Bosa ACL. So all of these guys are coming back. These are all big-time players, all big-time players for their respective teams. So 
what do we see from these guys? And, and you know, we've we've seen players come back from ACL injuries even better. You know, so what do we see from from Saquon Barkley? You know, and in terms of the Giants, I I think I spoke about this on Twitter as well. Why why are we putting this all on Daniel Jones? Why is this season all on Daniel Jones? Because you know what? For a guy put in the position he is with the Giants, he had to do everything last year. He had no help. So the fact that we're going to sit back here and say, oh, Daniel Jones has to show me something this year or else you know, we might have to look for another quarterback. No, this is not on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is doing everything that he can. Is his interceptions high? Yes. But again, this is because of not having the guys around him. Now, the, yes, the, the they added players around him this year. Obviously, you're getting back Saquon Barkley. You add Kenny Galladay. Um, uh, their draft pick was was kind of uh, head scratching, I guess. You know, with Tooney um, or wh- however, you, whatever you say his name is. Um, I I I didn't understand it. Uh, I think offensive line was always a need for them. And they didn't, uh, you know, address that in the first, you know, the first round, which I thought they would have. Um, they got screwed over with Devonte Smith. Uh, I loved every minute of it, but just overall, you know, I I don't I don't put this season on the back of Daniel Jones. I mean, obviously, every team has most of their pressure on their quarterback. That's it's. You know, that's normal. Every quarterback should be used to it. If you're not, then I don't know what you're doing playing in the NFL. But when it comes to Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones just needed guys around him. And he's got the guy. I guess you could say he's got the guys now. But I I put more on Saquon Barkley. You know, everybody's ready to crown this guy. And he's really, you know done nothing I mean really can like let's just bring that up now like he's done nothing he had a good rookie season did it get him to the playoffs no were they a better team no and I'll always say this because you know a quarterback that was in that draft just got paid very very handsomely and is one of the better quarterbacks in the league and has a team that's a Super Bowl contender. That's Josh Allen. I mean, he was in that draft. And I said from the beginning, you have a number two pick. Number two pick. And you're losing Eli Manning. This is the time to go out for a quarterback. And they drafted Saquon Barkley. Stupidest, stupidest move they could have ever made. Is Saquon Barkley great? Um, that's up in the air. Is he good? Yes, of course he is. Great. Eh. You get a few more seasons under him, stay healthy, maybe, and we'll see. 
but I put way more on Saquon Barkley than I put on Daniel Jones when it comes to the season with the Giants. How about the defense? When's the defense going to step up for the Giants? You know, and it's always going to be more so on Gettleman. I mean, Gettleman, you know, his big thing was the hog mollies, the hog mollies. What's going on with your offensive line? What's going on with your hog mollies? You got none. They actually had to make trades after the last preseason game because they still are having issues with their front line. So you're most likely going to have the issues that you've had previous seasons when it comes to the Giants. The NFC the NFC East, I think, is going to be better this year. Um, you know, I think it, it, it actually all just depends on, on injuries. I mean, the Cowboys have to stay healthy. Uh, we don't know what we're going to see from the Eagles. You know, Jalen Hurts, this is his team now. No Carson Wentz, so we can't say anything about injuries anymore. Carson Wentz ended up going to, to Indianapolis and what do you know, got hurt. So... You know, who knows what, what happens with him. But, you know, the, this NFC East is up for grabs again. The Washington uh, football team, they have a very, very good defense. Very, very good defense. What are we going to see from their offense? I mean, they get they have Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. I mean, what Ryan are we going to see? Fitz magic or Fitz tragic? I, I, I don't know. So the NFC East is up for grabs. And, you know, I think this is a, a, a division that the Cowboys should run away with. And I'm not saying that biasly. I, I mean, I, I, I truly think, you know, in terms of teams, I, I think this is a, a team that should run away with it. I mean, they have a very, very high-powered offense. C.D. Lamb's going to take the next step. He's going to finally have Dak. I, I, you know, Dak worries me, you know, being that he hasn't played a game since he snapped his leg. So that that worries me. But, I mean, he says he's 100%. He's ready to go. So we'll see what happens with this this NFC East. But um, speaking of a team that lost their quarterback, the New, uh, New Orleans Saints. This is uh, the first time in a very long time that we're going to see a breezeless New Orleans Saints. You're going to see Jameis Winston behind center. He beat out Taysom Hill in the uh, in the offseason battle for the, the starting quarterback in New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, you know, Jameis Winston coming into the NFL in his first year, I thought, you know what? He's probably going to have a better career than Marcus Mariota. It, in terms of that, yes, it's happening. But when it comes to his play, he hasn't played great at all. Uh, he hasn't shown what I thought we, we were going to see out of uh, Jameis Winston. But, you know, he he looked decent in in the preseason when it comes to the New Orleans Saints and winning that that spot and he won that spot. So, you know, New Orleans 
is a team that they're now missing Michael Thomas uh, for the first six games, you know, on the PUP list because of a, a surgery, which that ruffled feathers uh, in the New Orleans organization, uh, especially Sean Payton, who has publicly aired his opinion on that. Um, you know, there was talks about Michael Thomas, you know, wanting a trade out of New Orleans and it still possibly could happen. So that's definitely something to, uh, to look at. Um, you know, and another player in that same boat, Aaron Rodgers this year, this was uh, an off season that we thought we might have seen a Rogerless, Rogers list Green Bay Packers. It was very close. I I, I thought he was going to be wearing a Denver Broncos uniform. That didn't happen. Signed a contract, and in that contract, basically says that he is free to be a free agent after this season. Um, so him going on to another team. That's going to be fun to see which team that's going to be. Contract issues uh, with uh, TJ Watt in Pittsburgh. Still hasn't signed. Will we see him signed before Sunday? I believe so. I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes on that. I mean, the the Pit, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers would be idiots if they let him walk. Or, or at least, you know, didn't sign him and let him sit, basically. This is, some, this is a player that, you know, you can't let go. You can't ruffle feathers. You can't piss off. You know, the Steelers, Steelers defense needs T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is one of the best pass rushers in the league. One of the best linebackers. So... You know, that's that's something that Pittsburgh has to figure out. And do I think they get that figured out before Sunday? Yes. Do we see TJ Watt on the field Sunday? Most likely. My issue with holdouts like that, not playing any off seasons, you know, at all and you know, stuff like that and practicing and I worry about injuries. Because you most likely see that most of the time when it comes to these holdouts that didn't practice all offseason with the team and, you know, didn't play any of the preseason games or at least, you know, a couple of drives here and there. That worries me. So, you know, that's going to worry me with TJ Watt. But I do believe we we see him on the field when it comes to Sunday. Um, you know, the whole rest of the season, all these teams, uh, you know, there, there's a bunch of teams that right now heading into the first week are teams that, you know what, they are Super Bowl contenders, you know, and it's all going to come down to, um, staying healthy and getting hot at the right time. But do I think Kansas City is going to be in that realm. Yes, they always are. Uh, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you're always going to have that chance. Um, so there's really, 
in the AFC, you, you have Kansas City. I think the Chargers are going to be a team to be to be reckoned with. Um, you know, what do we get from Ben Roethlisberger? You know, does that does that change? You know, their odds or you know whatnot? Like, they're they're a team that you know you have to watch. So, you know, getting into the gambling portion of the NFL season. So the odds for the NFC championship, NFC, we have the Buccaneers at plus 300, the Rams at plus 550, the Packers 650, 49ers 650, Seahawks plus 1200, Cowboys plus 1400, Cardinals 1600, Saints Vikings, Washington, all at eighteen hundred. Bears three uh, three thousand. Falcons four thousand. Panthers and Giants four thousand as well. Eagles five thousand. Lions at ten thousand. Now we had some changes, you know, in terms of these teams. The Rams you see are the second best odds in the NFC. They added Matt Stafford. The Lions added Jared Goff. It just shows you what. You see in terms of, you know, those two players, you know, I think Stafford gives them, uh, gives the Rams a, a big push. I think it makes them a, de- a better offense. You know, Matthew Stafford has always been uh, a very good quarterback. And I think he's better than, obviously he's better than Jared Goff. But to put them number two, I mean, that's. That's a little questionable, but there's good odds out there. You know, there's some good odds out there. I mean, when we're we're talking about teams, uh, 49ers at 650 is a little crazy because um, I, I have a feeling we see Trey Lance sometime this season. Um, you know, having them having better odds than Seahawks is a little – that's, that's head-scratching. Um the Packers, yes, you know, you're going to have them up there. You know, Aaron Rodgers is back. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was uh, another player that was talked about with trade demands. That's another issue when it comes to Green Bay. What happens after this season in Green Bay is going to be uh, definitely all eyeballs on them because, you know, when you're talking about losing Aaron Rodgers and then possibly losing Devontae Adams. What does the Green Bay Packers have after that? I mean, he Aaron Rodgers made Lazard a a a name. I mean, nobody would know who Lazard. I mean, some people still don't know what who he is. But you know, Aaron Rodgers has made that offense to what they are. And when it comes to Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams just, you know, is his own identity. Like, you know, Devontae Adams would be great even without Aaron Rodgers. But that's two great players on offense on the offensive side that, you know, the Green Bay Packers would be in trouble if they lose both of them. Obviously, they would probably would um, have to trade Devontae Adams. So they would most likely get, you know, a big return. In terms of that, but uh, that's something that you don't want to see in you know as a uh, 
as a Green Bay Packers fan. But let's move over to the AFC side. Um, AFC Championship. Chiefs plus 200. That's always, you know, your safe bet there. Uh, Bills plus 650. That's a team that I have my eyes on this year. Uh, I do like the Bills a lot. I like the Bills. I like Josh Allen a lot. They're a team that could win the Super Bowl. I mean, I honestly thought they could have won the Super Bowl last year. You know, and they couldn't get past the Chiefs. But, I mean, I really, truly thought that they were the team to beat the Chiefs, to knock the Chiefs off, and to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Ravens plus 750. Browns plus 750. Uh, The Browns, you know, they have a stacked lineup now. I mean, they've always had it, you know, since adding, you know, guys like Odell and, you know, having Jarvis Landry there and then just adding other guys and then having Miles Garrett. But you add a guy like uh, Jadavion Clowney on the other side of Miles Garrett makes that team, that defensive line so dangerous. So the Browns, yes, the Browns, that NFC, uh, that AFC North is going to be hell to get to the top. It really is. It's you know it's kind of got that old school feel where we had the the Ravens and the Steelers always at the top just basically duking it out and I think we're gonna have the three teams there I think we're you know the Steelers the Ravens and the Browns are gonna be fighting for that spot and I think it's gonna be a close one uh, the Titans plus a thousand uh, Chargers sixteen hundred Patriots sixteen hundred Colts eighteen hundred. You know, who knows what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. Um, you know, that's that's definitely uh, an issue. You know, can he stay healthy for the whole season? You know, after coming back from this injury. I, I mean, w- the guy is, is basically like we have to wrap bubble wrap around him to keep him healthy. It's scary. Uh, the Dolphins plus 2,200. Steelers 2,500. Broncos 2,500. Raiders 4,000. I think we see the Raiders higher. I really do. I think the Raiders are going to be up there. Um, You know, winning the division? No, obviously. Um, But they could be a dangerous wildcard team. Jaguars plus uh, 5,000. Bengals 8,000. Jets 8,000. Texans uh, 15,000. Texans just named Tyrod Taylor their uh, starting quarterback for week one. The whole Deshaun Watson thing is uh, is a headache. I, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? It, it sucks because it's such a good quarterback, you know, such a young quarterback, and all these issues and, you know, everything that's going on, the question marks surrounding him. Do we even see him hit the field again? Who knows? Do we want to see him hit the field again? Yes. Will it be with the Texans if we do see him hit the field again? Probably not. So who, th- what team picks him up? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, you know, in, in terms of, you know, teams like that, I know the Jets were up there for him, but they, they drafted, you know, um, they drafted Zach Wilson. You know, Jaguars drafted Trevor Lawrence, so they don't need a quarterback now. Uh, Broncos definitely could use a quarterback, but you know, overall it's, you know, that's it. That's definitely, like I said, a a headache of, of an issue. 
uh, when it comes to Deshaun Watson and the Texans and Deshaun Watson with all of his other issues. The Titans are a team that uh, I could see being that team that, you know, scares people. You know, you add Julio Jones now to an already pretty pretty good offense. You know, you you add you have him next to Derrick Henry, next to AJ Brown with Ryan Tannehill. That's a, that's a dangerous offense. They they have one of the better offensive lines if not one of the best. Um you know, so that's a team that could definitely be on top to to mess around with some of these top tier teams, especially in the AFC. Uh, Super Bowl team, eh, I don't know. You know, it's it's a little tough. You know, when it comes to the Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens. I I, I mean, Super Bowl team, maybe. I you know, I don't know, um, but. We we did our predictions, and before I get out of here, I'm going to uh, just just read off our division predictions uh, between me and Kevin. We put it on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us at RUTS Sports. Same as on Twitter, at RUTS Sports. So we'll start off with the NFC side. These are my picks. My NFC East is Cowboys, Giants, Washington, Eagles. Then NFC South, I have the Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. The West, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers. North, Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Then on my AFC, I have the with the East, it's the Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets. The South is the Titans, Colts, Jaguars, Texans, the West, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, and then my North is the Bron- the Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals. Yes, I picked the Browns to win the AFC North. So that's going to be a duel, as I said. Uh, so on Kevin's side, and hopefully I have Kevin uh, you know, back with me next week, and I, we actually might have him in the studio with me for the first time in over a year. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, over a year. So that will be fun. Uh, the NFC, he has in the East, Washington, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. In the South, he has the Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. The West, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. The North, Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. And then in his AFC, he has the East, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. The South, Titans, Colts, Texans, Jaguars. The West, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. And the North, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. Yes, he does have the Browns winning the and AFC North as well. So, again, week one, Thursday night, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys, 820 Eastern, Channel 7. So, it starts. This game Thursday starts the trip to February 13th in LA 
SoFi Stadium, Super Bowl. Who's it going to be? Who is it going to be? And you know what? I can't wait for the next 18 weeks. I can't wait. Every Sunday. Every Thursday. Sometimes Saturday. Every Monday. Can't wait. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I'm excited to be back talking football. We'll be back every week. Uh, Again, make sure you keep an eye. And if you haven't followed us, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Every week we'll be given our picks as well, so you have to give, you have to check those. That will be on Instagram and Twitter. Check those out. Even TikTok. Check us out on TikTok at RUTS Sports. Those are our picks. We'll uh, after week one we'll give some fantasy picks as well. I'm sorry I could not have the fantasy guru here with me, but uh, I will push to have the fantasy guru next week, and you will see him in his picks. Thursday night so uh, have fun watching the game Thursday night hope everybody stays safe as crazy as that may sound that I actually have to say that but yes stay safe Uh, and uh, happy NFL season I'm Jerry be breezy breezy and it is all over you've been listening to running up the score we run up the score on sports radio